There's some alarming information in this new study that was published in the Journal of Pediatrics about this huge increase in kids uh, getting to edibles and eating edibles. And uh, give me a sense of when maybe this all started. Yeah, so we, we did find that our biggest jump was between 2019 and 2020, and we don't have an exact reason for why specifically those two years. Um, but, I mean, you know, as this becomes more legalized and it's more widespread and people have it in their homes more, we expect the number of cases that we're seeing to rise. That's not totally surprising. Uh, but it is quite a big jump. Um, I think the other thing that surprised us was the fact that um, the you know, number of hospitalizations uh, and the number of more you know, moderate and major effects that we were seeing also increased when we compared the two years during the pandemic to the first three years of the study. So that, that was kind of a, a surprise to us. We didn't have a good reason for why that might be. It could be that, you know, our kids getting into more because they're at home more or are they getting into higher concentrations of things. I think we'll need some future study on that to try and figure that out. But um, the fact that we did see, you know, instead of just a, a kind of steady rise, a pretty big jump up there in the last two years of the study. Give me a sense of what it does to a kid's body, somebody who's sw- like a six-year-old swallows a weed gummy. What, what is the reaction a six-year-old's going to feel? Yeah, so one of the most common things that we found were the central nervous system effects, and that's a pretty wide category. That could be anything from they're just not acting like themselves, they're a little bit more tired than normal, um, all the way to the more severe end of them being unresponsive and, and in a coma. Thankfully, the, the more severe end of things was still fairly uncommon in our study, um, but 70% of people presented with some sort of central nervous system effects. That was by far the most common thing and probably the easiest thing for parents, caregivers, you know, whoever's taking care of the child to first notice when they're not acting right. Other things that we found were vomiting, you know, fast breathing, difficulties with balance, those types of things as well. And is the real issue here just that the way these edibles are marketed, they're, a kid sees them as candy just as an adult sees them as candy as well? one of the biggest areas that we are hoping to raise some awareness on in this study um, is that, you know, this is going to be something that's going to be a part of homes in the future. And hopefully by raising awareness of this big increase, people can start to store it more safely. I think there still needs to be a shift in the mindset out there that this could be another potential household hazard like medications or cleaning substances, things other that, you know, things that people routinely think of as I need to store this away from my child where they can't accidentally get into this. Um, I think it's harder to think of it that way because it, it is in a you know candy form. Um, so I know here in Illinois, at least, we have some laws kind of regulating what the packaging can look like, regulating how much can go into a packet. Um, and I think other states are, are heading that way as well. I know some other states like California have already enacted those. Um, so things like making it opaque packaging so kids can't see what's in there, so they're not attracted to it. It can't have designs or cartoons or things that are appealing to children on the outside label. Um, and then they're also limited in terms of what the actual form of the edible can take um, to try and, again, decrease the risk of a kid getting interested in trying to get a snack like they would, you know, any other snack in the kitchen. And is some of this just parents being more aware? You know, when I was a kid, my parents didn't have a key to the liquor cabinet, but they definitely probably kept an eye to make sure nobody was getting into that. Is that the same thing here? Just, you know, if you're eating edibles, which is fine, it's legal here in New York, Mm -hmm. can you just hiding them somewhere where they can't be found? Yeah. So a couple things that can be done. One is 
hiding them away from <clears throat> other areas where snacks are stored or consumed. So out of the kitchen, out of the dining room. Um, one, you know, if you're using them, not setting them down, even for, you know, a couple minutes, because that's all it takes for a child to, to go after something. Um, so, you know, if you're going to use it, use it, put it back away in a high locked up cupboard and child resistant container. Um, and then not using it in front of the kids also is helpful because then they, they don't see it as something, a snack that they, they want to try and go seek out. Um, those are just some of the things that, that we recommend as ways to reduce the risk uh, in the home. And so just to make it clear, you're not calling for a ban of these types of things. You just want people to be more responsible with them. Exactly. We, we're not calling for a ban. We're not, we're not saying that. We think that there are some areas that we can improve in public awareness, you know, improving the strategies in the home. I think both from a general public side of things and also a healthcare provider side of things, we need to do a better job as physicians and, and care practitioners um, of just raising awareness with our patients and educating them about these things. You know, as any child would be taken to their, their family doctor or pediatrician, they're going to be talking about seatbelt safety, wearing helmets. This, we're hoping, will just be part of of the things that they talk about in the home, part of the things that they feel comfortable and in a you know non non judgmental setting, talking to their providers about and asking those questions, and then also potentially some legislation regarding the actual packaging itself. Yeah, and, and you know it's new here in New York. We we opened our first pot shop last week, Legal Weed, you Ooh, know, gotcha. in New York City. So I think this is a really important message for people to hear here in New York City, who are you know rightfully so excited that they can go and buy these products now, but yeah. that they have to be careful. Yeah, exactly. I, that that was the main purpose of our study is just, you know, be careful in the home. And, you know, there's we're not saying that this needs to be banned or removed. This just we want to educate people and raise awareness and, and get this out there in the public discussion more and have them feel comfortable talking to other people about this. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.